For the Canadian Society of Physician Leaders, I'm Pat Rich, and this is Leading the Way, the podcast for and about physician leaders. Our podcasts are looking at how physicians can become better leaders, and at the moment we're focusing on leadership issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic in Canada. On today's show, your host, Dr. Johnny Van Aird, Executive Medical Director of CSPL and the current editor of the Canadian Journal of Physician Leadership, will be speaking with Dr. Scott McLeod. Scott is the Registrar of the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta. He was the Deputy Surgeon General for the Canadian Armed Forces and has been deployed in support of operations in Kosovo, Haiti and Afghanistan. In this podcast, Scott addresses a specific initiative undertaken to support physicians in Alberta as well as addressing the issue of how to maintain your own well-being during the pandemic. Over to you, Johnny. Thank you, Pat, and welcome, Scott. Hi, Johnny. It's great to be here today. A few weeks ago, the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons, along with the two faculties of medicine, Alberta Health Services and the Alberta Medical Association, published a letter to the profession. And among other things, the letter shared principles of leadership that might be of value during the pandemic that we're going through right now. The letter said, and I quote, whether you recognize it or not, most of you will be looked upon as leaders in the months to come. What did you mean with that? Doctors are seen as leaders uh, in many aspects in healthcare, and certainly during times of crisis, physicians are looked upon to be leaders. And I personally believe that leadership is is fundamentally about improving the performance of the team that you lead or the team that you're a part of. And the reality is that healthcare is a team sport and every member of that team, not just doctors, have an opportunity to improve the performance of the team, the team that they lead or the team that they're a part of. And that may just simply be helping out a colleague or making life easier on the nurse who's working beside you. Either way, good leadership results in your team feeling better and doing better. And therefore, I think uh, every physician uh, will have a chance to improve the teams they work with uh, and therefore will demonstrate their leadership as a result of that. The letter to the profession starts with a quote from Dr. Wasilenko from Calgary, the physician ethicist. And he says that society has given us resources to do our work. And one of the things that society expects in return is that we collectively serve and offer the help that society needs at all times. And of course, most certainly when we face crises together. In your opinion, does that still apply when society doesn't give us resources like PPE or the necessary amount of ICU beds that we need to do our work? Thanks, Johnny. That's actually a very complex question to answer. It also depends on who you're talking about when you say society. Do you mean government? Do you mean health system leaders? Do you mean the patients themselves? And in addition to that, we need to consider if those resources are even reasonably possible to acquire. I think it's important to highlight that any leader, their first uh, and most important role has to be to look after those that they lead. And whenever you ask someone to put their health at risk, it's a leader's responsibility to reduce that risk to the greatest extent possible. Therefore, it's a responsibility of government and all health leaders to provide the personal protective equipment required because as physicians, we've made a commitment to look after patients. And therefore, by doing that, we also look after society. Now, there's a big difference between asking somebody to put their health at risk while knowingly not providing them with protective equipment that is available versus having somebody step up 
and voluntarily provide care knowing it's impossible to get that access to that equipment. You know, I've seen uh, many brave actions through my career. And from what I've seen, people don't do brave things because they aren't afraid. They do them because they believe in what they're doing and they know someone else would do the same thing for them. And so in many of these circumstances, physicians are going to step up and they're going to look after the patients that come in and the patients that are in need, and they're going to do it voluntarily. And it is our responsibility as leaders to provide them with everything that they need to be able to do that job. When it comes to things like ventilators, the reality is that we didn't see this pandemic coming and really couldn't have prepared for the requirements of the number of ventilators that would be required. But I think as time unfolds and as people are able to prepare better by flattening that curve and allowing us to actually meet those demands, uh, I think we're actually going to be able to protect the care providers going into it and also protect the patients with the appropriate equipment available. Uh, last month in the BMJ, there was a paper that talked about three elements that make resilient healthcare systems successful. And the three elements were integration of resources and services, frequent communication of information that's valid, and thirdly, the trust in institutions and governments. And what I saw in the letter of the profession in Alberta addresses these three elements either directly or by implication. So I was wondering, how did the idea for the letter come about and, and how did that letter develop in practice? Well, Johnny, the reality is that the concept uh, for the letter actually came from frontline physician leaders. They were asking for some help from the system level leaders. They saw that there were some people around them that were struggling with the challenges that were ahead of them. Uh, there were challenges with their colleagues, with other leaders in the healthcare system. There were just people were looking and reaching out to have some some guidance. And so we felt that it'd be a good opportunity to share a few things with the profession in general that we'd learned over the years. We all had different experiences and coming together to share those experiences, we thought, uh, would be potentially valuable. Every one of the leaders that signed that letter are incredible examples of, of servant leaders. So at the end of the day, it was fundamentally about thanking the profession for the great work that they did, identifying some of the ethical challenges, and also just to share some really fundamental and basic leadership principles that we felt would be useful to anybody in the system that found themselves in a, in a leadership role. Scott, you just referred to your past experience as Deputy Surgeon General of the Canadian Armed Forces. What would you suggest physicians can do to deal with the feelings of guilt about not being able to do enough during this pandemic? This is a great question, Johnny, and, and one that I've struggled with uh, over the years. The reality is that in medicine, there's always going to be times when physicians feel guilty about not doing enough. And that's really a normal human response to tragedy. But the one thing uh, we had to get over in Afghanistan, for example, was trying to provide Canadian-level trauma care in a wooden shack in the side of a runway. Now, we may not have had everything that we would have had in Canada, but what we did have was an incredible team that worked very well together. They provided the best possible care that they could while at the same time looking after each other going into it. Everyone really needs to embrace the reality that these days in front of us are going to change us. The key, though, is that we have some control over how it will change us. We can grow and become stronger if we choose to do that. But if we want to choose to be a victim, uh, then that'll make things a little, little bit more challenging. If we see this as a chance to learn and grow, we'll all do a lot better. 
It's also uh, important to focus on what we have control over, not what we can't control. We need to be present in the moment and do the best we possibly can with what we have at the time. We can't focus on the what ifs or the should haves. There's just so many things that are going to be out of people's control that it's just important to focus on what we can control. It's also essential for everyone to recognize that you're not alone in this. We need to support each other. We need to help each other. And if we go into it with that mindset of, of working as a team and supporting each other, we will all do better in the end. And finally, I think it's important to be proud of the work that you do. You can't dwell on what you couldn't do or look back and think of all of those what ifs. But you have to recognize all of the wonderful things that are happening to be able to do everything you can to provide care to those in need. And at the end of the day, I think as leaders, it's our responsibility to help our teams feel proud of the work that they do. Scott, as a physician leader who has seen active duty several times in the armed forces, what lessons would you share that might be useful for your colleague physicians and physician leaders at this particular time? First thing I would recommend is that this is not the time to try new things. You have to be true to yourself and who you are while constantly trying to learn and constantly trying to improve as you go through this. All leaders are going to be challenged at times through a crisis. And this isn't the time also to be hard on yourself, but to learn from when, the, when things go well and also when things don't go so well. The other really important thing to do is fall back to some of those very basic principles of leadership. And I believe the most important one is to look after your team and always recognize that every member of the team is essential to success. And, that, and I mean everybody in the team. That's the receptionist that greets somebody uh, that is also putting their own health at risk by being there all the way up to the care providers working in an ICU as a team. There's going to be times during a crisis when people feel that they need to have a, a command and control type of leadership during a crisis. That's not actually what people need. From my experience, health healthcare providers are, are very, very smart people. And what they need is they need guidance and they need support. They need to be empowered to make decisions and they need to be supported when they make those decisions. They need to be trusted and they need to feel that their leaders uh, have got their backs. It's, it's not a time to be barking orders. It's essential to recognize as well that people are under incredible stress for a multitude of reasons. And people are going to make mistakes. And that's completely normal. But our job as leaders is to help people learn from those mistakes and do better as things unfold. And not to dwell on the things that could have been or should have been. Scott, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to me and the CSPL members today. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Johnny. And uh, thank you for, for all of the podcasts that you're doing. I've enjoyed every one of them. And thanks to CSPL for providing some support to leaders that are out there working hard and, and struggling to just get through their day as well. Thank you. And now over to you, Pat. Thanks, Johnny. And thanks, Scott. That's our show for today. Throughout this month, we will continue to feature physician leaders dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you will continue to listen to these podcasts and subscribe to them through your favorite podcast platform. They can also be accessed through the CSPL website at physicianleaders.ca. Until next time.